Blog Talk Radio. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast Cast. It is Wednesday, January 5th, 2022. I'm your host, I'm Travis Bryan, and joining me as soon as he can, uh, the titan of Twitch, uh, the most charismatic man on social media, Cameron Hawkins. He'll be with us ASAP. But in the meantime, let me go ahead and give out all the pertinent contact information. This here is an interactive show, so please reach out to us in one or all of the following ways. Uh, If you want to have your voice heard on this show, there are two ways of going about that. First way, hit us up, get in line, and we'll talk to you live on air tonight. Give us a call on the Constellation Lines at 347-202-0103. Once again, call us live, talk to us on air, 347-202-0103. If you can't call us live, but again, you want your voice heard on this show, you can drop us a voicemail. Voicemail gives you three unadulterated minutes to ask your questions, pose your comments, uh, rant, rave, give us your your newest conspiracies and insider uh, news, uh, whatever you got for us, you can drop it on the voicemail. The voicemail can be found at, voicemail can be found at 415. 787-5229. Once again, drop us a voicemail at 415-787-5229. You can always shoot us an email. The mailbag is always open, constantly being refreshed. Drop us an email anytime during the week, anytime during the show. Uh, Let us know in the subject of your email which segment, VIP or non-VIP, that you want your email read in. Uh, Hit us up on the email tip at eastcoastaudioshow at gmail.com. Again, that's eastcoastaudioshow at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. You can find the show at eastcoastcast, twitter.com slash eastcoastcast. And you can find my personal Twitter at TravLord. And you can find Cam at Seahawk. That's C-E-E Hawk. You can also find Cam on Twitch. Follow along, chat along, watch along on the Twitch feed run by Cam. Find that at Twitch TV, twitch.tv slash Seahawk. Again, that's C-E-E Hawk. And the last bastion of Get Adage, find us on Facebook. The Facebook fan page can be found at facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast Cast, or just search East Coast Cast or PWTorch, and you will see us among the family of torch fan pages <clears throat> so please give us a like share us on your timeline tag your wrestling pals in it spread the word that way i think y'all know how it works by now all right without further ado cameron hawkins 
Welcome back to the East Coast cast, my friend. Thank you for having me back there. It's nice to be back, yeah. Uh, it is... Uh, it is it is good to be back in the new year, 2022, new year, same same piece of shit me, fuck you all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somebody with the sting, sting taking off the mask to reveal sting. Yeah, man. That's my new year, man. New year, we keep it the same, man. Yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. Hope your holidays went well. Hope you're ready for you know tomorrow, January 6th, the big anniversary. You know what I'm saying? Um. Fun fact, like, we were really the, oh, we're going to talk about New Year's Eve, J. Ray, because it plays into stuff. Um, But, yeah, man, we were, like, the first live, like, show after January 6th, yeah. like, after, yeah. like, while it was still <clears throat> like, going on. Like, as soon as everything, everybody took a breath, like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were there for one of the first shows. It was like the most serious shit. Like it was crazy. It, no, I mean we were really live reacting to what we had saw. I mean we it was an it was a work day, so mm. uh, I wasn't sitting at home. I, I don't know if I had off or not, but I don't think I was at home just watching what was going on. It was just one of those I'm following it throughout throughout the day. Like, oh shit, this shit is epic. And, oh wow, you know, that kind of thing. And then we got on here. No, it was Wednesday. Of course I was off. Back then, I was definitely off. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then, yeah, like, can you, and we got on here, like, can you believe that shit happened? Like, oh, my God, imagine oh, if it was you. this. Imagine if it was that. And it was just the kind of natural responsive reaction uh, last last year on the, on the 6th. Yeah, and tomorrow, yeah, one year. It's been a year. And I can't believe, if you would have asked me, that that night, that uh, in, in immediate reaction. So, what do you think is going to happen <clears throat> to a decent amount of of these people and the folks that riled them up? I'd have been like, not a fucking thing. Like, mm. like they like they didn't get shot in the face. Well, one lady got shot in the face, and that was kind of, that was really her own well, domain. Well, up for her tomorrow, boy. But they yeah, <laughs> by her friends in hell. It's gonna be amazing. But the fact that they were literally just sprayed and riddled with bullets and it wasn't a, you know, a, a, a bloodbath, I was like, nothing. Like, they let them get away with it, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, here we are a year later, like, oh, shit, look at that. People yeah, paying the price. Down, sure. <laughs> the episode, Vice got an episode about the son or the son and daughter turning turning their dad in to the FBI who was there, who would have most likely gotten away with it, I, I guess is maybe, I don't know, I didn't go in depth or watch the episode yet, if it's even out. Um, but yeah, apparently the dad was like, if you turn me in, you're a traitor. And you know what happens to traitors, they get shot. And this is all on tape, and little did he know, he had already gotten turned in, obviously, if it was a little sting operation. <laughs> so mm-hmm. my man is, uh, yeah, and folks like him. Actually, actually had to had to pay a little cost. Imagine that. Imagine the consequences for your actions. But here we are, a year later. Uh, we had the transition to some wrestling shit. We had day one, a brand new uh, pay per view from from the from the from the Titans up north in WWE, and. Yeah. 
an okay, okay pay-per-view, for a, kind of a one, eh, no, no, a two-match show, I think. No, you know what? I don't want to short-live and and uh, it was a championship show. So all the all the title matches that they had, the three at least that I saw, I didn't see the entire pay-per-view, but um, or at least in full, were were good, decent to good. But yeah, you know. what I saw was fine. Um, yeah. Of course, like things got changed on the fly. The show was yeah. redone. So, and, yeah, there's some important big stuff coming out of that. But yeah. You know, we watch uh, we watch a lot of sports, you know, football, basketball. You probably watch a little bit more baseball than I do. But, but all in all, we're kind of, you know, on the same wavelength as far as sports go. Um, so every league has been affected by COVID, like, pretty heavily. Like, the NBA, the NBA called Joe Johnson, uh, retired Joe Johnson to suit up for – the uh, for the Celtics, Trav, do you know who drafted Joe Johnson? Uh, this was back in 1919 when he defended his belt against somebody, right? That, that Joe Johnson? Well, it's, it's close, not Jack Johnson, but close to <laughs> Joe Johnson. Oh, damn, fuck my little joke up. The person <laughs> for the Boston Celtics to draft Joe Johnson was Red Arbach. Oh, my That's how God. Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson so, turned 41 this year. I was about to say, so he came in the league in what, the night in like late 90s? Uh, no, no, well, if he's 40 ways, he's my age. I was 18 and 19. Exactly, in the exactly. Late 90s. So he, so he was like, uh, he did two years in college. So it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah like 01, 2000. 2000, yeah, shit. You know, oh, my like, God. Like, like, MLB wasn't affected uh, super heavy, but my whole point is like the Bucks and Brandon Cutler tested positive for COVID. So they'll be out. Um, so AEW is probably like the organization that was least affected, like on, kind of on a large scale. But, you know, WWE, um, we didn't talk about this too much, but, you know, they say they're no longer going to require testing. The week after they no longer require testing, Roman Reigns tests positive and has to miss the Universal title match if they won the Brock Lesnar. Big time ripple effect. Brock Lesnar is added to the WWE title match and beat Big E for the WWE title. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't... I love Big E. I think Big E has been a great ambassador for the company. I think he's a very, very good wrestler. Of course, uh, you know, part of the greatest... I'd say the greatest WWE faction at the very least, but maybe the greatest wrestling faction I've ever seen. Big E's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um... I don't think this was such an indictment on Big E as it was we have Brock Lesnar and nothing to do with it. Not only we have Brock Lesnar, I I go the opposite. We have Brock Lesnar and we really have to figure out something to do with him. I I put it that way because it's that thing of when you substitute a a, a person in the title match, they almost have to win (laughs) and just to make up for – in, in this case, they lost a match, uh, Brock versus Roman, so they're they're down a match that they were going to have. Uh, the pay-per-view itself went. They're continuing with their streak of, uh, you know, under or right at three hours with these pay-per-views. Uh, I think this one went like 250, 255, day one did. Uh, so they, they're, they're, they're down a match, 
and they got to give the crowd, you know, they feel it's just a natural kind of thing. They feel they got to give the crowd something extra. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, I mean, you know, that's the, I mean, the payoff could have been, you know, Lizzie and Becky, but, but who cares, right? Um, but, well, but, well, apparently, or at least according to some, Seth was supposed to win the match, like, in the original plans, like, without Lesnar in the match, Seth was going to win that match, uh, according to, okay, so, I don't think it's an indictment on Big E's chance. Like, sure. he's a great, like I said, he's a great ambassador. Baseball said it. Outside of the ring, he's got a great ring. I didn't think it was that bad anyway. Um, yeah, we don't, we're not fucking with Liz like that? Okay. We'll talk about that. Uh, but yeah, no, I think oh, you had a 100-day reign. You know, you can't, every reign isn't going to be uh, a year cha- and change. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's Big E's last run. You know, I think he's firmly in the main event at this point, you know, and, and, you know, the work that he did while he was champion as far as, like, being in the media, showing up and stuff, I thought that was great. And so, you know, it's just uh, they'll find important things for him to do. I think that's been a lot. Um, and, I, like, again, like, this face rock thing, Trav, is so weird. And when I say weird, like, he's good at playing the face. Like, I don't know if you saw after the match, he's posing with people in videos, taking pictures, smiling, like... And even when they came out on Monday, it was respect to Big E, respect to Bobby Lashley. Like, they're really playing up the block of their face, you know? And that Roman is the heel, and that there's beef between them. Like, it, it's very – they're not doing shades of gray. They're being very clear on what's going on. Yeah, know? he even had his little humor when he got up. He's like, uh, South Carolina, acknowledge me. Mm-hmm. You know, but not in uh, – I'm down, <clears throat> you know – degrading the, the audience. He's just, you know, having a little go at Roman and, you know, a little chuckles. Uh, yeah. Are we going to see a unification match of some sort at WrestleMania? Um, I don't think so. I, I don't think that they run into WrestleMania again. I really don't. I think it's tempting. I think that you got Roman as hot as he's ever been. Um, I just, ooh, I, I don't, I feel like Roman, I don't know, Trap. you know, we were talking about Rock, Rock don't seem interested in doing what they're doing at all, so maybe, you know, but I'm just like, in the, in the climate that we're in, do you really have somebody on every Raw and SmackDown? You know, that, that's one more person traveling, one more person around more people. You're risking all kinds of infections. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I really don't see them doing that. Um, I see Roman costing Brock the WWE title at some point uh, at the Royal Rumble. Like, I really do see that. Uh, maybe it's Lashley to get it back. Um because now they're slated to, to face each other. But, yeah, I see one of those guys going to WrestleMania without the title, even if they end up wrestling each other at WrestleMania. I, that's a good idea. Yeah, Roman could also always uh, – oh, well, Heyman's back with Lesnar. I think that's a little quick uh, that they didn't even – 
try to get any kind of TV out of out of that. Any no drama, mm-hmm. no. But maybe for Paul that may be better <laughs> because like hey, they didn't degrade me on TV for three weeks to get Lesnar's you know uh, forgiveness or uh, or anything. Uh, yeah. But yeah, just came right out and was like, man, my client, Brock Lesnar. And Brock came out all smiles and didn't look like he was giving Paul any side eye or anything. So, uh, so that's a little a little disappointing that there's that, that just seems to be like, oh, okay, that's maybe not. Maybe I missed something. Maybe there, maybe it's not all good. I don't know. Maybe it's better to just move on and just be allies and like you said, no. Uh, ambiguity with with Brock no gray area he's just he's just a, he, he's a baby face and mm-hmm. and a genuine one yeah so and, and it appears to be having a ball doing it too like it's so interesting like yeah I don't like Brock is so unique in that who else can you think of 20 years between world title reigns and it doesn't feel wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not a that's not a big big pool to uh, to pick from. Like Rock's kind of in that boat. You know, we're talking about what ninety eight to sixteen, something like that. But even yeah, with Rock, that's like twelve, thirteen. Like, you know, now you're this huge movie star. You're a vehicle to help this other guy. Like with Brock, it feels like prize fighter, champion. You know, because Rock, what? Rock's last title run was what? Three months? It was getting at the Rumble so you could face Cena at Mania, you know? And Brock's been back and he's been here. You know, it, it feels, you know. I mean, again, Brock was 6'3", 300 pounds, 3% body fat when he came out, you know, when he was 22 or whatever. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little bit different, but yeah, yeah. Um, I would really quick just to touch on it. Um, Liv Morgan, I mean, best match in her career. You know, Becky really is a ring general. Um, I don't like the Let It Play Out Brigade. I think the Let It, Let it Play Out Brigade is always, almost always wrong. Does, do you see what are they saying, more? Let Play Out? Are they saying that Liv Morgan is either going to win the Rumble or find a way to face Becky at Mania and win the title? And I'm like, I, I, have you been watching? Do you, do you watch this product? That's not how this works. Yeah. Yeah, they're not going to have you lose in typically big match in January and then bring you back in March or yeah, April. Yeah, the title twice. Right, right, right. TV and pay-per-view. To win the Rumble. Like, it, it, they paint a picture of why that would make sense. Like, again, they painted the picture of Oscar and Ember. Like, for Yeah, I don't years. think you're saying that's a stupid idea or a bad booking or bad psychology. You're just yeah, saying that's not, not how happens. they do that. Yeah, yeah. They don't operate like that. They don't think in terms of, 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 of stories like that. It's just not how it works. Yep, that is not how it goes. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, good luck to her. You know, hopefully, um, you know, I, I think she's on an upswing for sure. But I don't like that. Like apparently, like like now, her and Bianca are feuding over who should be the champion. 
or who should get the face backing, which makes yeah. sense. But then you got Dewdrop, who has been getting smoked for the last six weeks. Who's like, yeah. I've uh, It's like there's nothing <laughs> about what you've been doing that gives you should get an opportunity. Like, it's not like you've won a few matches. You've won nothing. You've been getting cooked out here. Right, and and then you know kayfabe is like well, and you've also walked away from matches, and yeah. you know gotten DQ'd. So, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. They haven't exactly done her great since uh, uh, splitting her from. Although that was better than being with uh, Eva Marie, uh, but there it, it's a it's a thing that's going to affect. The Rumble as well. They just don't have. They just don't have the body. Who the fuck is going to be in the Rumble, Travis? And and, and I think they're pretty determined that it's going to be 30, 30 entrants. They're not going to try to cut it down to twenty or twenty-five or you know anything like that. They're going to do thirty. So everybody in NXT, pretty much. I'm about to say, uh, I think there are eighteen active women on the on the main roster. Okay, so obviously all 18 of them, or at least 15. Well, no, 15 of them. It can only be 16, right? Huh? Matter of fact, if they have women's title matches, either one, that cuts it down to 15 or 14. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count out the person. If it's, say it's Becky and, uh, and Liv again at the Rumble. I wouldn't uh, count out and Liv loses. I wouldn't count out Liv not being able to come out during the Rumble, especially if they need bodies. They're definitely going to make well. Alexa Bliss should be back, you know, but let's let's include the things, right? On the Raw side, you have Alexa, Becky, Beth, Bianca, Carmella, Dana, Dewdrop, Liv, Maurice, Nikki, Yelena, Ray, and Tamina. You probably won't. You're not going to see Beth because Beth is in the tag match, right? Mm-hmm. Same as Maurice. Um, yeah, you won't see her or Maurice. Um, so, and you won't see Becky most likely. And then if you go to SmackDown, you're probably not going to see Charlotte, right? Aaliyah, Naomi, Natalia, Sasha, Shayna, Shotzi, and Zion. Like, so, yep. of course, like, Yoshirai, I bet. Um, Raquel, I bet. Mandy, I bet, because Mandy's been there, done that, right? I don't know who else. Well, every, everybody else, you know, in NXT, certainly those toxic toxic ladies, Uh They've got enough TV time in NXT to to get you got, to get. I think those stars are still hurt, right? But you, you do have Dakota, who can go. Um, you got. I think Core Jade proven that she can go. Sure. You know? Yeah, Sasha might not even be healthy. Yeah, because Sasha just got hurt. So. And then yeah. maybe a a great shows right, up, or you know, it, the 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 women's talent legends just isn't deep enough that they. They're just going to have the same surprises they've had the last three years. Yeah, I can't imagine. Michelle back out here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Jazz got a call because Jazz has been active on the Indies. You know? Um, yeah. I, 
Damn, that'd be interesting. She hasn't been around 18 years. Yeah. I would, you know how Steve does his annual, uh, his annual world level pool? Yeah. I should do a pool so I can rob everybody. Guess <laughs> 10 entrants that aren't on the main roster. Um, whoever gets the most. Matter of fact, I might, yeah, guess 10 entrants who aren't on the main roster. Whoever gets the most gets the money. But you just said you were going to rob them? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to rob them. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let me show Fox, who's getting a lot of love. You always got a Trisha leader who in shape. Ivory stays in shape. Molly Holly, always ready to rock. Like, that, yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're legends over there, for sure. I'm watching uh, Evolution Triple H uh, 20 times. Is that what, 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 what is this? Uh, they are reckoning what? two on the GameCube. Oh, my goodness. GameCube. This dumbass haircut. Um, but okay, Trav, I feel like we've talked about WWE enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, really quick, uh, have you seen the card for tonight on AEW? The who's script? The AEW card. Uh, no. Who's, who's, it's who's right? ridiculous. Um, yeah, as far as a free show, like, tonight is crazy. Um, uh, Hard. I was just looking at it a little bit earlier. Uh, this is for the one five. So here's what they got. Probably gonna play that you played a lot of day reckoning. Yeah, it is cold. Um, this is what you got. Uh, MJF is in action. besides that, uh, AEW World Tag Team Championship match: Lucha Brothers against Jungle Boy and Lucha Source. A lot of Lucha. Malachi Black versus Brian Pillman Jr. The finals of the TBS uh, Women's Championship Tournament, Jade Cargill and Ruby Soho, in the mm-hmm. AEW World Championship match with judges based on points, Brian Danielson challenging Hangman Page. Yeah. Yeah, that's a strong card, man. Um, I, there's no way Jade loses this match, right? Like, there's just no way. I don't think so. Uh, it would be very much talked about for, for a lot of reasons. If if she did, it would be kind of one of those. What was what was the point of this whole thing? Yeah. If if if, if, if we were to get, if we were to get to this point and she were to lose, uh, like once she beat uh, Thunder Rosa, Thunder I Rosa. thought that yeah. that was the, the they should have right? they should have met in the finals. But like, all right, I get it, whatever. But once she beat Thunder Rosa, it's, it's her. Yeah, she, it's got to be. It's got to be. So the same reason you give Lex Luger the U.S. title back in the day, the same reason you give Randy Orton the Intercontinental title uh, early in Evolution, is the same reason you give Jade the TBS Women's Championship. Like yeah. this is who you look at as the future of what you're doing, right? Like this is build wrestler from ground up. This is what you look like, and we can put this secondary title on you and get you the experience you need and not have anybody question why somebody should beat you for it. Mm-hmm. Like, the fun thing about a secondary title is 
people don't clamor and say, my favorite should be that champion. Like when, when Randy Orton was winning the IC title, people were like, RVD should have that title. Booker T should have that title. But no, Randy Orton got it, and Randy Orton's doing his thing. You know, so, yeah, it's the perfect, uh, the perfect way to, you know, get the whole TBS. Matter of fact, wait, 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 wait. They're on TBS tonight. Guys, there, you know. this this is the first day. Yeah, this is the yeah. first show, it's, and it's in case and it's the odd. The DVR is not set. They're on CBS tonight. So, so the TNT Championship is what was what was it that I figured out last week? Like the TNT Championship is is going to be most likely featured on. Dynamite. The it's most. Dynamite. They think Rampage is going to be the uh, the And Rampage is going to be probably featured. That's where Jay Carter is going to be able to run that mm-hmm. thing for the next however many. To kind of flip it a little bit, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so they've got the other channels, yeah, championship yeah. on the yeah. Uh, but then it's still okay. the last OG. I don't know. I think the last OG is on like HBO Max now. I don't know. I, I do not think there's going to be exclusivity for those belts, though. I do not think so, from what I've heard. No, 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 no. It's just how it's yeah. just happened. Um, I don't think, yeah, I think I think she yeah. gets that. I think the Lucha Brothers retain in a very good match. You know, like a goofy handshake at the end, seeing all the Lucha guys with masks. Um, they point the sky and shit. Now, if I'd like to run through Brian Pillman Jr., I... I Hey, I just don't see Hangman losing this early because nobody loses this early. Um, he finds a way to pull that out. What's up, Chris? Happy New Year to you, brother. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they do an injury angle with in the Black Pillman uh, thing. Oh yeah, you know, his face kicked off. That's damn right, an injury. Well, <laughs> yeah, but like an extended one. Like, doesn't he go around? He might spit some of that black goo in his face. Mm-hmm. And then kick Taking his face off. So, so he blind and got a broke jaw. Yeah, that should be a good show. I like the thing about AEW. I never know what the next pay per view is, and so like you know they do so much on TV. Um, but that should be good. I think you know they're they're really doing a good job of building up MJF and Punk. Like you know that's in the pipe. With the um, with the Wardlow undercurrent, with that finally like officially seen, you know, kicked off. With the with the Wardlow, Batista kind of uh, that's how Rich described it. Like Batista in 05, you know, turning on Evolution or avoiding Evolution turning on him. However you want to look at it. Wasn't it funny how somebody tweeted that MJF had Wardlow in a 360, and then MJF replied with the Birdman handrail tweet. <laughs> I mean the Birdman hammer rub, the Diddy uh Diddy doing this Diddy Bop, you know, it all fits. Thank you, MJF's got a good team around him. So yeah, I think they're doing a good job with that. Um but can we talk about the thing people want us to talk about? I mean we can. Okay. So um I think I called you, Travis. You can correct me if I'm wrong. If I didn't, I owe you a drink. Did I call you on New Year's Eve to see what you were doing? I think you 
probably yeah. I, I don't know. I think last time you hit me up to see what I was doing, I said I was at, I was working. So okay. I don't. I guess it was. I might, I might be, didn't want you to have no issues. It happens. Um, <laughs> I did not. I hit you Saturday to see what you were doing since you went to brunch. Anyway, um, so I had uh got out. I stayed at the Western. Um, I had a couple of friends over, and. Uh, one of my friends is getting there a little late. And I'm on the Twitter machine, and I see a tweet from Tony Khan, and it says, basically, uh, Big Swole, who was released from the company a few months ago, did, a, did a, an interview, and it's like, hey, Tony Khan's great. Tony Khan's done X, Y, and Z for me. He's a very gracious guy. These are the areas I think they can address. That These are the specific areas, in in fact. Yeah. And Tony Khan took offense to that and said, hey, I am helping like X, Y, and Z black athletes or athletes of color have won matches on TV. And I let go of Big Swole because I didn't think she was very good. And it was like, ooh. And my friend who was late texted me and said, did you see that? Yeah, and they were like, I am not going to say anything. I said, that's great. Now we can drink more. Because, hmm. yeah, it um sent ripples through everything. And, um, and I'm, I'm being super coy. I'm not going to say who, but um, I'm friends with someone who's employed by AEW. And he had already been planning on doing, like, the New Year's thing. Um, so that was he's already like coming to come kick it. When I tell you, like in a room where we have women and champagne and music, that we went to the side and talked for two hours about what was going on, I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm not joking. It was like, because it, there's so much to like to unpack with this. Um, they made the smart decision to not comment on it, and they would ask me, hey, what's happening with this? Hey, what's happening with that? And I would kind of let them know, like, until they got to TV, you know, today, to where they can kind of process it themselves. But it was like, yeah, it, it's – I'll say this, Travis, because, you know, I've, I've had the conversations uh, with people. I've done the show with Rich, and so I'm kind of a little bit more mellow with, with how I'm dealing with it. But kind of plainly to me, um, I think that it was a very selfish, very childish move of Tony Khan. If for no other reason than you know that there is an army of people convinced that you are wrestling Jesus, and they've already decided that you can do no wrong, there's nothing that you gain from putting down the wrestler's ability. They have everything to lose from you insulting them. On top of that, you're insulting a woman on top of that, you're insulting a black woman. And us being on the internet for a little while, we know exactly what that results in. Name-calling, mudslinging, and death threats. Um, so it just, it's not even so much about who's right or wrong, because I don't think this role came from a disrespectful place. Like, I do think it was an observation. Um, but, like, there's nothing that he could benefit, nothing he could gain from, from what he said um, and, I mean, of course, the jokes were like, yo, that boy must be high. He's right now. 
or Gino Trump doing whatever. But yeah, um, I think it's very irresponsible what he did. Like baseball said, I think it's very irresponsible that he hasn't said anything since. Um, and I, we can go from there. But I'm, I got more to say, you know, whenever you say what you got to say. Yeah, I don't have a ton to say. It was just more than who he said it about. And it was just like, whoa there, fella. Like, that's, that's like, not the right tone for what was said. Yeah. Like, she wasn't flaming you. Like, you weren't getting roasted. But he responded as if she was like, yeah. So, (laughs) and then you can break down, like, would you have said this about or gotten all, you know, you know, saying it with your chest if it was, you know, wrestler X, Y, or Z. And then you could start mm-hmm. those kinds of comparisons. And, and you go, yeah, probably fucking not. <laughs> you know, probably not. Yeah. 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 It, it's just like this energy is not the energy that she give off. And it's not like a couple of months ago, you were talking about how, you know, she's been improving and she's been helping and you like this and that and that right. about her and it's just like yo bro like you would have been good not saying anything and you could have kept your integrity um it's alarming that the people who praise him are not worried about his integrity like and again jay right like you said the majority of that was being gracious and talking about how much he helped and how he was like rent out a restaurant he would take care of everything like criticizing your managerial style is what employees should do. Like, if, if you want to be this, you know, upfront, progressive fucking uh, promotion, that's the last thing you should be lashing out at. Valid criticism done in a respectful manner. Yeah. Yeah, like that doesn't I mean, it's, seem it's, like yeah. a, a, the, the the boss and the leader of a you know progress, pro, progressive forward thinking wrestling promo, you know twenty twenty two wrestling promotion. So so it just makes all those other uh, you know progressive or pseudo progressive or pseudo forward thinking things he's done or said in the past just seem kind of suspect. Like oh. You're fucking performing for people. And yeah, just, and, and even if, and even if genuinely he's not, and he could, it doesn't, it just doesn't help. It, it doesn't uh, help his reputation or his, you know, I don't. Tell yeah. me, tell me your, Show me the worst thing Vincent Mann ever tweeted about Sasha Banks. Right. Show me the worst thing Vincent Mann ever tweeted about Alicia Fox. Mm-hmm. Tell me the, the most, worst thing Vince McMahon, the worst thing Vince McMahon has ever done on Twitter was not wish his son happy birthday. Exactly. I didn't make that <laughs> joke. I was like, see, I said, all right, see, I was like, Vince said, see, this is why I don't be tweeting Shane on right. his birthday. This is the thing, though. Like, and, and, and this is me being objective, and I, I hope I'm being clear. Like, the goodwill Tony Khan has isn't about goodwill because somebody's goodwill does not 
if somebody has goodwill with you, when they do a thing like this, you have to question it. It's not, oh, he was right. It's like, no, you can't. This is somebody you say is saving wrestling. Somebody saving wrestling doesn't talk about a wrestler like this. Like, they don't double talk somebody. And that's what it is. It's, it's double talk. Um, and again, the bigger issue, as bad as what he said was, and I was explaining this uh, to my friend. Because my friend was like, well, if that's how he really feels, why can't he say it? And my point was this. You can't say it because when people talk about your wrestlers being abusers, when people talk about your wrestlers maybe hitting on underage kids, when people talk about your wrestlers maybe doing racist stuff, you never speak out about that. You don't address those concerns to the media or Twitter or any, anybody else. But let somebody not love everything you do who used to work for you, and that's the thing that you address, it can't be both. If you're the boss, you got to be the boss the whole time. You don't get to choose when you're in charge. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a responsibility that comes with that. And also, and think sure. about what if he really feels that way? It's like, okay, so so he was lying four months ago or six months ago when exactly. he said uh, Big Swole was getting better and he fucked with her and whatever he said in that mm-hmm. interview or when he was asked a question. So he was lying then? Because the answer has to be yes. Or, well, no, but then, you know, she took a turn for the word. And then you got to convolute yourself and turn yourself into a fucking knot to, to, to try to defend it, defend something that's kind of indefensible. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Nasty business all around. Um, now, this is a little bit harder to talk about, right? Um, I do not have any knowledge that he actually put the bat signal up, right? But to me, an alarming number of black people and people of color felt the need to stress his character in public. I I didn't like that. Um, and, And what's interesting was the same weekend that happened, a player from Ohio State talks about how they felt the locker room was racist, and a bunch of players unsolicited felt the need to speak out about the sanctity of urban life. <laughs> like, because my whole thing is always this, like, yo, like, Trav, if, if Wade said some racist shit to you, mm-hmm. we're, no, I don't even say some racist shit. Something you felt was racist. Mm-hmm. And somebody asked me on Twitter, hey, Cam, has Wade ever done that to you? You know what I say? That's Wade and Travis's situation. I'm not speaking on it. That would be it. You know what I'm saying? Right. It wouldn't be Wade is the great white bastion of wrestling and <laughs> I'm so happy that he gave me a job and he's been there for me. with us. No, I'm not doing none of that shit, dog. Right. It's not my place to accentuate the positives of somebody next to me who thinks something was negative. I can't speak on that situation. It's not for me to speak on, right? Like, uh, so Ruby Soho did an interview where they asked her about it, and she was like, oh, I can't talk about it with nobody else. Um, you know, I've had, you know, creative control in a way that I didn't have, but I don't know nothing about that. And this is exactly what you should say when pressed, Right? 
Like, it wasn't like she put a statement out. It's exactly what you should say when pressed. And even then, it, and a lot of it was the way the headline was worded, people were coming to her neck, and it's like, yo, she got asked. Like, she can't just say no comment. You know, I mean, she can, but that's not what wrestlers are trained to do. You know, she's like, hey, you know, I've, I've only been there a minute. This is how it works out for me. I get input in what I do, and I can only speak on me. That's perfectly fine. But, like, I would not, if, if somebody was accused of a lack of a managerial skill, I would not tell my anecdote about why that's not true because, like, it's not my story to tell. Whatever y'all need to sort out is what y'all need to sort out. It don't got nothing to do with it. Like, I, I, I think that, I think I can say this. Whether or not it was said that people should say something, people absolutely feel obligated to say something. But they absolutely did feel obligated. And I don't know what, not that I don't know why, but I don't like the mindset of people of color and black people feeling like they have to come to the aid of their boss accused of having a lack of understanding. I don't like that. Yeah, let that motherfucker stand in his lack of understanding. <laughs> and I also don't like, and again, I'm not, not calling names, but this idea that, like, we need to, we should appreciate Tony Khan as, like, a brown person. And, like, I'm not denying his heritage. I'm certainly not doing that. What I am saying is, like, are we to say that he's, like, done something great for the brown community? Like, who does he employ as Brown? Like, Jabari? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's not like, you know, he's putting people on, you know? like that's, And, again, that, that's a, I know that's an R community thing and, to a lesser extent, like the Latino community thing. But I'm just saying, like, I don't see how that plays a role in his handling of diversity. Like, there's no evidence to suggest that like that makes his decision making any different or has made his presentation any different. If you ask me, Cameron, when somebody asked me about AEW's diversity, and I've made this point and I think I've articulated it, and, and people I respect have pushed back on this trash, but mm-hmm. I don't think that I'm wrong here. It's the most valuable, time consuming main event part of your program is the men's singles division in route to the world title, and you don't have any black contenders, your company lacks diversity. If you're a McDonald's and all your employees are black, but your three managers are all white, and it's been like that for two, three years, your McDonald's has a problem with diversity. Diversity is not just how many people of color you employ. It's about the position you put them. Like, I, and I don't even, like, somebody's pushback was, when you say that, you're devaluing the work of all the people, back to the people of color who work there. I was like, no, I'm devaluing the work of the person in charge. That's what I'm doing. Because if you think that the person in whatever position is so great, why don't they? Yeah. Like, I, to me, that's, and again, I know I'm the type of person where when I say something, with this tone, I can't see how you would disagree. I know that I'm that guy. But I don't. Like, how am I not going to argue? It's the thing that they value most 
is this period of time and this division, and everybody in the division looks the same, what are we talking about? But yeah. Yeah, it's not even that everybody looks the same. It's that everybody looks the same, and they're not like these exceptional. They're good. Ain't nobody good. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're good. There's nobody it's the, who's it's like... The, it's, the, it's the Chris Rock who lives in my neighborhood bit. Yeah, he's a dentist. He's a fucking dentist. Shut <laughs> up, regular... a good baker. No disrespect. Regular... He's a fucking dentist. Right, 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 right. <laughs> just regular ass yeah. periodontist. <laughs> uh, real quick, because, um, again, we can talk about that for... Like, I actually turned down a show on Friday to talk about this because I'm like, I'm exhausted. Like, uh, I... It was... Okay. So they hired Jake Atlas, and somebody tweeted out, uh, diversity wins again. And I was like, you fucking dickhead. Like, you are so disingenuous. Like, you know what people are telling you. You're choosing to talk about it in a way that you know is not real. But anyway. Right. Shout out to Jake Atlas. <laughs> diversity I'm wins happy. again. Wait, wait. Yeah, happy you guys but also, it's, it's like, it's just like, yeah, and like let's take your your line series like so. Like explain why that's bad, person on the internet, <laughs> in in detail. Explain why that's a thing worth joking about or mocking yeah. or being flippant. Please, yeah. Floor the floor is yours. <laughs> no, again, like like people. When I tweeted, there's some big of uh, editorial or. Uh, writer or somebody who is like doing the AEW is diverse and here's why thing. And when I tweeted that, you know, if the men's heavyweight division doesn't have diversity, then there's a diversity problem. When they were going back and forth hot, they never said anything back. Because what can you say? Right. What can you say? Like, what is the argument against that? I don't know what it is. Because, like, and when I said, when I did the show with, uh, with Rich and the guy, I was like, look, if the NFL is 90% black, and up until like last year, 30, uh, starting quarterbacks made up 30%, and coaches made up 20%, there's a diversity issue. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I, I, I don't know what the other side of that is. I don't know how you argue that unless you start to say, shut up and dribble. Why aren't they right for the job? Shut up and podcast. What do you say? Yeah. And then Jay Ray nailed it. You literally get to choose who you push and what position you put them in. Like, Brian Tillman Jr. is wrestling Malachi Black tonight. You can't tell me your favorite Brian Tillman Jr. match before he was in AEW. Same thing with the gun kid. And it's not no disrespect. It's just you get to choose who you want. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's... uh... But don't talk about the gun kids. They 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 work hard and earn earn that national TV spotlight. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> <sighs> Diversity. Diversity wins again. Let's uh let's talk to some people, see what's uh what's on their minds. Uh three four seven two oh two oh one oh three. That is the number to call. Please press one on your keypad to let us know that you indeed want to talk to us. Oh, real quick. Why did Migos come out with RK Bro when they could have came out with and hung out with the Street Profits? Like, what? I mean, they dapped him up at the end, but you know, you know. Again, 
again, well, I mean, it's a callback to Dempsey and Randy Orton in the airport, I guess. But in a way for Riddle to be goofy white guy who doesn't really know hip-hop but knows Eminem and knows Funky Cole Medina and fucking whatever else, you know, the three, four, and regulators, you know, the three, four, five songs white guys know. Um, and they let him, uh, you know, get those off on Monday. But yeah, you know, you know. <laughs> or is it? Are you done? <laughs> Somebody yeah. says after all it dancing yeah. and gesticulating, you fucking done. Uh, <laughs> Dre said, "I guess Orton's invited to the cookout now." Yeah. What now? Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, let's. Uh, Let's talk to some folks. Again, 347-202-0103 is the number to call. Let's hit the Newark and talk to Kylan. Haven't talked to Kylan in a little bit. Kylan! What's up, bud? Nothing much. How are you and Cam doing this week? Doing okay. What's on your mind? What you got for us? Let's see. I have two, two big picture things here. All right. Question number one is regarding WWE's corporate future. All right. What about it? I don't know if you two heard this rumor or not, but about a week to a week and a half ago, there was a rumor that circulated around, according to a site called the the thedirtysheets.com, that said that The Rock is rumored to be looking into buying a majority stake of WWE, but at this point, He does not know how he will pull that off because he needs several different investors in order to make such a deal happen. Question one, with the release of Road Dog today, presumably coming from Nick Khan, who happened to grow up with The Rock, which is part of the reason that he got the job as WWE president and CEO, in addition to him negotiating the television deal with Fox. Do you believe this adds further credence to Rock potentially buying a large stake of WWE at some point. Cam, what do you think about that? I don't know. Um, I feel like that's a, a lot of money to put into a thing that I don't know how much time he'd be able to put into. Like, right. 
part of owning WWE is giving up your rights. And The Rock's whole brand, like, The Rock isn't the most famous man on Instagram because he wrestles. Mm-hmm. Or because of WWE. The Rock's most famous on Instagram because he shows you his breakfast, he shows you his workout, he's motivating you left, right, and does movies. And I just don't know if there's time in the day to also do that other thing, you know? That's a, not that, hey, if anybody would try to be him, I just feel like when he looks at Vince, um, you know, the wear and tear on that guy, I don't know if that's the life that Rock wants, you know? Um, well, current life doesn't seem to suggest it. Well, it sounds like, like, let's say this is true and The Rock's trying to be uh, one of, like you said, he doesn't, Rock would probably have to liquefy everything he, you know, all of his assets. And then, mm-hmm. you know, that's not what you do to, you know, spend your last dime on a thing. That's typically not, uh, not how business folks and people that want to continue making money and stuff uh, work. So, yeah, it would be like running an NFL team or an NBA team. Like you got very, and then WWE fundamentally changes. Like even if that's kind of how it's been, and but it's always no matter what, at least creatively, uh, creatively, and and most business wise, I'm sure, uh, decision making has come down to one person, not a committee, not a ownership group. Um, so Rock being what a thir- a fifth, that's, I can't imagine he could find two more people or two more entities that would go in that could all afford or what, I don't know, whatever. I I could be completely off and I'm probably am. I don't know what I'm really talking about. Uh, but ownership groups typically aren't, you know, one, two or three people. It's a, you know, a table full of individuals with hey, various Jeff, percentages of ownership. Yeah. yeah. There's a question in the chat. I believe Trip Williams has eight ads Three chains, two women, and two feet. Three kick ass. I love Trick Williams. He's amazing. <laughs> was that the cruiserweight title on the line on the other? Was that that other belt? Okay, so I know. First of all, he only saw highlights. Fantastic match between Carmelo Anthony. I'm sorry, Carmelo Hayes and Robert mm-hmm. Strong. It was to unify the cruiserweight. And North American title. And the North American title. Okay, that's what I thought. And, and Melo won clean after the finish was Roddy hit him with a, a top rope X-plex. But Roddy couldn't recover from it. So Melo went for the 10, only got a 2, but then hit him with the top rope scissor kick, which is ridiculous. Uh, and he had unified those two titles. A couple of weeks ago, they made it an open weight title and then decided they were going to unify. Fantastic match. Yeah, all I saw oh, was it is Braun Breaker. Oh, and Braun Breaker fucking won the NXT title. That's that's right. Came out in some in some serious gear, kicked the X, um, broke the X, and and Champa is just Champa and Roddy both are just absolute ring generals. Made those guys why, look great. I think they needed it, but they look Why great. why is Champa taking a spot like that Alabama Slam on the announce te- uh, on the announce table? And he has no neck. I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Whose idea was that, and why did he agree? 
And, and the reason I brought that up, Trav, really quick, um, Bix tweeted, maybe Paul Levesque turning developmental into a money tip of a system that existed mainly to babyface him to hardcore fans wasn't actually a good idea. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I say things, but... I, I don't know if yeah. I agree with that. I don't know like if, if you, I agree, but... Like, the idea... First off, so it's the, the idea that Triple H cares enough to be like, oh, let me do this so I can look good to this fucking part of the audience is fucking absurd. It's absurd. Like, the man's not thinking about y'all or us. I gotta include myself in, in this conversation. He ain't thinking about us. He's certainly not making decisions in his life and his business on what we think of him. That's some self-absorbed dick-riding shit to even you know, uh, uh, perpetuate. So, and I even said this while it was going on. I don't think, like, I think Triple H said things about wrestlers who were quote unquote uncharismatic, or wrestlers who were small, or wrestlers who were, you know, that. I think he said those things when he was a wrestler to maintain his spot. Just like he said, what he said about what the teams, like he said about RVD. I just think he did that in the time, but I think Triple H has always had a respect for the Tully Blanchers of the world. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I agree with you that I think Triple H really thought he was producing talent that would be next, and that he was under the, like, he was like, guys don't have to be 6'4 and 270 to wrestle. Like, I, I really do agree with that. I, I, right. I, it, it was I almost as if he's like, yeah, I only did that shit because my, my career and spot was on the line. But yeah, guys don't have to be six three three, you know, you know, two seventy to to succeed and 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 watch, and it's just about pure talent and personality and and watch me and watch me do. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly wasn't about let me baby face myself to the audience I've alienated over my career. Yeah. Because who cares? Look where I am in my career. Like what different? Like what do they matter? So silly. Uh, Kylan, you're still on. What's your What's your other thing? My second question is in regards to secondary promotions and potential television deals. Okay. The with the possible permanent departure of Ring of Honor from the television marketplace mm-hmm. and with wrestling being hotter to to television executives over the past few years what do you think the chances are of impact MLW or the NWA receiving a a a new or better television contract yeah. than what they currently have. Out of those three, I'm not even sure who would be the most, de- you know, desirable for for some network because they've all, or certainly like Impact's had their chance over and over again, and 
MLW was seemed like they were on the cusp, and then AEW came around and got a diverted attention. Uh, and NWA, I, I just don't think they're, uh, you know, it would have to be a big infusion of money and talent to make that thing viable for TV. Outside of whatever they do, I don't think they're on anybody's channel. So yeah. I, I, I I don't know, but I don't see a, another fourth. Something would really have to change. Um, yeah, I think they're the least likely. Yeah. And it's probably Impact because they've had the history and stuff and just because of how TV and the entertainment kind of world works going with something that's been there and been around and has various iterations might feel safer than this MLW thing that doesn't have much uh, much foothold in mainstream, you know, wrestling in the mainstream wrestling zeitgeist. Nobody's really talks about MLW. Uh, but Impact, for good or for worse, people know who they are. You know, you mm-hmm. ask a wrestling fan what's an Impact, they Oh yeah, they announced it today, my man Rob, that they're going back to uh, they're going back to YouTube. NWA is, so yeah, right. And that's at this point where they belong. And I don't even say that derogatory, you know, as a pejorative, but that's just what they've built themselves for and what they do best in that format. Anything else uh, for us, Colin, before we uh, move on? You can you can say no. <laughs> you said you only had two things. How do you believe <laughs> the rest of Paul Heyman's on-air career will shake out and say the next Three to five years. Man, that's uh, and thanks, man. I appreciate the call. That's interesting because we talked last week, or at least Rich and I did on VIP, like uh, after the really good sit-down interview he did with Caleb Braxton. It's like, what's what does uh, what does Heyman do next? And we were under the assumption, like, well, he's not going to go crawling back to Brock and you know he didn't go crawling back but he's back with Brock and here we go but I don't know three to five years I mean he'll do what he's been doing for the last three to five years probably used very sparingly where he can be most successful yeah yeah and the fact that he gets to have some say in the things he do because he's really good at things he do and effective, you know, helps. All right, let's, uh, I think we've got, that might be Craig down there, but I don't know if he wants to, he doesn't have his hand up. Somebody 419, 419 if you wanted to uh, talk, put your hand up. Uh, let's go to Chicago and uh, get Boris on the line. 
Boris, what's on your mind, man? What up? Hey, happy New Year's. Welcome back. Missed you a lot. A lot hey, of happy New Year's to you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, I the two you. nights of New Japan happened. I'm not going to spoil nothing. But um, how would you like for a guy to win a trophy and all he does is violent matches? Wouldn't that be nice? Would it? See, y'all, you know what I'm talking about? No. Um, I, I didn't pay attention to that match, but Yano had a trophy that allowed him to do gimmick matches, and I believe Demuro has that trophy now. And I'm looking for, now. I'm looking forward to what crazy matches he's going to make up. He has a trophy that allows him to do gimmick matches. What does that I mean? I think that's the concept. I, I think that's it's it's. Did he I win the trophy? I did. Did he just yeah, he, show up? And say, okay. Won. Yeah. And, and, and the stipulation was, for winning the trophy was you get to you have get to make matches. You get. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> who who Look, set that up? Have, I, I don't know, but I know the last match I saw and I didn't get it is that they was able to drink. Pretty much, Yano and somebody was drinking during the match, and that's what? how you you get disqualified. <laughs> I, I wasn't even sure about this, it, but now right. I don't even. I'm not even sure I believe you, Darrell. You've been uh, or, or You've been drinking. I, it's, it's the, no, no. The thing was, like I said, I didn't pay attention to it because Yano had, and that's all he does. You know, okay. is you know what I'm saying? But new now that. Namuro has it. I know the match is going to become violent. You know, because he was over here, and I love every match he had over here. So I'm just looking forward to see what he'll come up with because he has the thing now. What was that I saw about Nakamura tr- trying to get on to one of those shows or a show coming up? What, what was What's that about? Well, they have well, or some anniversary yeah, show or something that happened. Yeah, this day's fiftieth anniversary, and I believe uh, we won't be we won't be able to see it as it happen. We have to wait seven days, but they're gonna have okay. a thing with Noah coming on there, and okay. then I think they even mentioned that new, they're gonna have something with New Japan. And like I said, I I, I recognize a few of the guys like Muda stuff like that. But those guys look really different from New Japan guys, which makes it feel feels different because I've like said, I said I haven't been following for a while, huh? So they got track boots and shit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really like that. I really like how they came. <laughs> they call each other bro. A lot of crap. No, nah, I don't know. <laughs> they just look different. They got these little track suits on and stuff, and they came out and said their words. And like I said, I guess we wanted some of them is not taking them serious, but uh. Some of them are, and I think Akana's one that then pretty much don't give a fuck. So I'm just looking forward to it. I just hate that we don't get to see it as it happens. We have to wait, and then at least we got. To, I got to see my first spider match on the big stage, and they look pretty good. Well, all right. Yeah. So far as here, uh, yeah. <laughs> It just AEW and Tony Khan just won't stop. He just can't help himself, you know. As far as you know, I got it, got got to get his words in. 
for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Just chill out. Tony, just chill out. Yeah, shutting up is free. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Uh, oh, shit. The Edge have all I mean, my, favorite, my favorite Jordans? Wow. wow. I mean, I got a quick question. Okay. So who all got released this time? I saw that some more people. Regal, who all got released this time? Oh, yeah, Regal's like, gone. Like, like, Regal's gone. Regal, Road Dog, Scott Armstrong. A cold game, man. It was a cold fucking game. Well, there's something out here for him. I mean, the rest of this is, I mean, 2020, I'm looking forward to 2022. Hopefully we can get the uh, variant transformer under some type of control because he's being very destructive right now, (laughs) you know, all over the place. I I call Omatron Transformer variant because he got a Tron (laughs) in his name. well. We'll and he, see. you know, he's he's doing his own thing, giving a title, maybe he'll go away. But uh as far as Is that wait, 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 wait. Is that Eric Bischoff? At the was I was Bischoff doing Maurice and Mrs. uh wedding Oh my god. That boy everywhere, man. He's outside the one cup. That boy is everywhere. <laughs> Did he do uh, the line? It doesn't matter if you're together for 50 years, 30 days, or yeah, three minutes. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did I just say three minutes? Oh, man. That was awesome. Question. How how you guys, did you, if y'all watched any of the Book of Boba Fett yet, how are you liking it so far? Cool. I'm with it. I like it. I like Book it, of Boba Fett. Like, yeah. I like the oh, flashbacks to separate into what he's doing now. I like like the idea of him being like the crime boss and having to like navigate that world. Like the the fun thing about Star Wars is like they're not kind of tied to one governing body or one overall story. Like they can go off and do their own thing for a while. I, I really do like this so far. It's it's fun. And I'm always like space politics is my shit. I love space politics. One of the reasons Mass Effect is like one of my favorite games, like the way that these universes are being ran, these guys seem to be around, the war and factions, what happened a thousand years ago to make, you know, the people with the fucking long noses, not fucking people with small ears. Like, I'm with all that. Um, so, yeah, I enjoy it so far. I like it. Me too. And um, the, uh, was that a, a – I've – I, I just call it. Is that a variant of Chewbacca? I'm not much. Spoiling anything. It's kind of like a cold ass, dark skin monkey. And the girl? Yeah. Wait a second. So Chewbacca's light skin? <laughs> yes. Chewbacca's definitely, like, yeah. This motherfucker was black. Oh, wow. Diversity yeah, wins again. Like, yeah. Uh, he, he looks. He looks. He looks like he's going to do some damage. I'm glad they didn't let him touch it because, man, I was like, he ain't ready for it. But um, that's all I have. And I'm glad to see you guys back. And Happy New Year. And stay safe out there. Yeah, man. Appreciate you. All right. Yeah, man. Appreciate you. All right. I guess. uh... Yeah, we didn't get any uh, non-VIP emails this week, so 
Let me check one more time. Yeah. Nope. 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 We do have a, a musical, uh, uh, a musical uh, uh, send-in selection, whatever, from our our, our good friend Retward from from Germany. We played a few of his uh, tracks over the years, uh, and uh, and he sent in another one. So we'll get that uploaded and played one of these weeks. Um, we'll be back on the live side of things. I don't think next week, but the week after. Uh, but you can check the check eastcoastcast.com to to see which which uh, which days and weeks the show is scheduled. So if you're not sure, that's how uh, that's how I'm doing it. Oh, what about that Edge intro? I'm watching, I've got day one on in the background, and that's uh, and that match is coming up. The brood entrance. Still cold after all this time. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. He had that had that look on his face that that made it. Like it could have went like could have been cheesy, but the fact that he was all in, like you know, doing the whole sinister vampire <laughs> smile and face. That that yeah, that was good. Good stuff. So, all right, all right. That wraps it up for. Uh, for this week, we'll uh, we'll get it, y'all. Next week here on the on the live edition, VIP folks, click over. Rich and I will be by for another hour or so of content. We've got uh, we got some stuff to talk about. We got some some books read, some some shows watched. I definitely want to. I, I I actually thought I was going to start watching Dynamite for real for real this week. Because I was super intrigued by the whole MJF Wardlow stuff, how that's kicking off. And then there was something else that had me kind of intrigued. Um, oh, oh, the the Undisputed and that whole... Yeah, how that's gonna, he's getting custody of Adam Cole. Yeah, how that's going to shake that's out. On hold, I mean, because the bus is going to be out a few weeks. I mean, maybe oh, that right. helps yeah. the story. I'll okay, for sure, but maybe that helps the story. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll be back and next week and we'll, or not next week, but the week after and we'll talk, have shit to talk about. But again, uh, VIP folks click over rich and I'll be by. Uh, so give that a listen and, uh, yeah, we'll get at y'all later. Appreciate y'all. Talk to y'all next time. <laughs>